Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. All right, crew. Did you know that you can use code PUREDOGTALK at EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders to receive $20 off? <laughs> I'm saving you 20 bucks, guys, off each Embark for Breeder kit you buy. Embark for Breeders dog DNA kits bring you the genetic results you need to create a best-in-show breeding program. Identify your puppy's genetic profiles before they go to their new homes, like I did, and give new owners peace of mind and useful genetic health information. Embark, creator of the highest-rated dog DNA tests on the market, offers the only genetic coefficient of inbreeding test available and easy-to-download OFA submission reports for breeders. Find out why thousands of breeders have trusted Embark to enhance their breeding program through screening for breed-specific genetic conditions, understanding traits, and identifying genetic diversity. To save on the most accurate, most comprehensive dog DNA kit, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. And don't forget this part. Use code PUREDOGTALK to enjoy $20 off each kit in your order. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. And remember to use the code PUREDOGTALK. Their world-class scientists and veterinary geneticists are standing by. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves. And I tell you what, guys, this is a very cool story. And I've kind of seen little bits of this trickling out from other places, but I decided that this was something that you all were going to want to hear from the, if you will, exhibitor's voice. So Michaela Seymour and her field spaniel, Riley, have a very, very special story to share. Right, Michaela? Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit about where Riley is today, and then let's talk about where he started. Well, Riley lives with me. He's kind of become my junior's dog. He kind of had to fill those shoes with my saint getting older. And then he actually was able to work his way to number one field spaniel this year, all systems. That is pretty amazing. And you showed him the whole time, right, Michaela? Correct. The only time I didn't show him was after we won the national this year because I had volleyball. So our friend and mentor got to show him there for two days. But other than that, I've been at his end of the lead pretty much the entire time. Okay, so Michaela, you need to understand you've got big, big shoes here. They're big shoulders because there's a lot of owner handlers looking up to you, a junior, showing your dog to number one all systems and winning the national specialty. And you are, is it 18 years old yet? I just turned 18 last week. All right. So that is a pretty amazing accomplishment and one of which you should be very proud. I definitely am proud of this. And I'll tell you what, it is an even more amazing story because as Paul Harvey used to say, now we can learn the rest of the story. So (laughs) tell us Riley's backstory. Well, he was actually found for sale on Craigslist by my mentor. He was down in Texas. Three people piled together, were able to get him up here. 
And my mentor, when she finally got him, had a table with her, put him on the table, racked him up and said, underneath this mess of a dog, because his fur was matted and disgusting, there's a really nice dog under here. I think it needs Michaela's touch, pretty much, is what she said. And then she ended up cleaning him up a little bit and shipping to me, and that's when I started putting in the hard work. I had to teach him how to run. I had to teach myself how to groom. It was a good almost year of learning for me. And we created a special bond and we've just gone from there. Absolutely. And how old was Riley when you got him? I'm pretty sure he was three. Oh, my goodness. Two and a half. Two and a half to three-year-old dog that's been not in a great situation. This isn't a dog that's been trained from puppyhood to stand on a table and get groomed and walk on a leash and do all those things, right? Oh, God, no. He was pretty much someone's pet that they barely did anything with. They barely socialized him or anything. But he is the sweetest little thing. He just wants intention, and he's done so much for me. And he's learned to tolerate a lot, too, with the grooming and stuff. He wasn't too happy about it at first. But once he figured it out, he's getting to be good with it now. That is amazing. And so talk to me, what were some of those steps? I mean, I just got a dog back in very similar situation. As a matter of fact, I was late calling you because I had to go take a shower because the dog I just got back from the owner was literally covered in fleas and matted to the skin. And so, you know, that grossness when you have to shower off the fleas, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So tell us, give me a roadmap. Tell me how you did it so that maybe I can do it too. Well, when we first got him, we just kind of cleaned him up, did some trimming, It wasn't pretty with the mats and stuff. It was a lot of brushing, cutting weird mats out, getting everything that needed to come off, off, clean them up. And then I put him on a leash, and I learned he couldn't run. He was stop, go, zigzagging. He couldn't run in a straight line, and it was just a little rough. So I put him on a big, long line, and we just did, like, with the horses, they galloped him in a circle, and I just kept him going for a little bit, and we had to do that for a little while, and finally he figured out, oh, if I keep running, I get cookies. Oh, if I start running in a straight line, it works a little better kind of a thing, because we ended up running up and down a couple of walls, too, and he was, like, trying to weep, but he couldn't, since there was a wall that he'd pop into it. Michaela, that's a super good tip for people. I have done that with dogs that can't run in a straight line. You put the dog between yourself and a wall or yourself and a curb, and they have to actually run in a straight line. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It makes a huge difference. Excellent. And you talked about that he didn't like being groomed when you first started. So talk us through how you got him used to that, how that process, what were your techniques for getting him through that well when we first started i was just trying to use scissors and gentle stuff nothing that made noise when we did his nails he really really doesn't like that at all so we had to have my mom help with that so we could pin him down get his nails done now it's to the point where i can do them on my own and he lets me do them but it's just it's a lot of repetition getting him used to it when i first went to do it i just turned the grinder on that we use our dremel and i just held it there and let it run, and I let him sniff it and be like, this isn't going to hurt you kind of a thing. And every time after we got one foot done, we got cookies. Yep. Same with the clippers, I assume. I just had to do that with my dog. Just turn them on and say, here, this isn't going to bite you. (laughs) Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Excellent. 
And so you didn't come into this situation as a novice dog person. It seems to me like what I understand, your family's been around the block a little bit in dogs. So talk to me, give yes. me the 411, if you will. <laughs> well, I'm actually third generation with this. We started in Saints, and I started showing Saints as well in juniors and in the breed ring and everything else. That's my first breed and the breed that I fell in love with and made me want to continue doing this. And then somebody said I should try a sporting dog to be a little more flashy over the big drooly Saint. So we tried that, and it just kind of snowballed from there. I had people starting to ask me to help them with other stuff and whatnot, and I've met people. I just showed in the juniors ring, and with my saint, I made it look so easy. People like that new saints knew that they weren't easy dogs to show, and they started asking me to help with other breeds, and then I just kind of snowballed into everything. Well, I can tell you as someone that showed a clumber spaniel in junior showmanship, which is sort of like a St. Bernard you dropped a piano on it. <laughs> yes, Mad they props. are. I've shown a couple, one of those a couple times. Mad props. That's a lot of work. And so your third generation, so your grandparents were also involved. Yes, yes, they were. My grandma's the one that got us started. One of her kids went off and got a job and they couldn't keep the dog that they had. So they sent it back and she got everyone started in 4-H and she started showing as well. And it's become a family thing. I think that is pretty amazing. And so you have how many different dogs that you've worked with or that live with you even? I saw one photo on your mom's page that was pretty impressive. So talk to us about that. I have four different breeds of dogs that live with me. And then I have a golden retriever that will visit that I work with also quite a bit. That's She's about an hour away from me, but she comes and visits, and I groom her and have fun with her. But I've got four different breeds at my house. I've got the St. Bernard's. I've got the German Shorter Pointer. I've got the English Bulldog, and I've got the Field Spaniels. That is quite a menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, but that's good. Do you have plans for your future going forward that are colored by all your involvement in dogs? Definitely. I mean, I also, with school, it's my senior year of high school this year, and volleyball is a big part of that. So I'm planning on going to college and playing volleyball, but the dogs are going to go with me everywhere I go, and I'm going to keep showing as long as I possibly can because I love this sport. That is very cool. And so I think it is really impressive, and I see this a lot in juniors. They excel in the sport, but they also excel in other things, volleyball or school or what have you. So what are the lessons that you think you got from being a junior handler, from growing up with dogs? What do you take from your dog life and apply in the rest of your life? Well, from the dog world, you learn the communication with your dogs. You have to communicate with other people. You learn the bond between you and your dog and the team effort that you have to do there and the support that you have to have. And you can really apply that to anything. I use it on the volleyball and basketball court. I use it in my school with being a leader in NHS, the National Honor Society. And pretty much everywhere I go, I end up using something that I've learned from the dog world, whether it's the communicating with people, working with people, working with the animals, keeping connections, making sure we're on the same page with things. Getting out of bed. <laughs> that too. 
That one right? too. I mean, that's a thing that dog kids learn. Like you have to get up at 5 a.m. and there's no whining and no crying and you have to do it. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm going to tell you right now that will stand you in better stead than almost anything else as you go into your future. So what is your plan for your college education? What is your major that you're looking to follow? I haven't exactly gone deep into searching exactly what I want to do. I personally haven't had any idea exactly what I wanted to do. But over the past year, I found out that I'm really good at giving back massages thanks to my volleyball girls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking about going into line of massage therapy and chiropractics and go originally for humans and then convert it into dogs as well. And then probably some form of business degree because I'd like to continue handling. Genius. Absolute genius. I love it. And you said you got Riley originally from your mentor. And who is that? My mentor is Linda Blasser. She's out of the Madison, Wisconsin area. Mm -hmm. And do you work for a handler now or you're mostly busy just keeping up with your own dogs? A bit of both. I will go to shows. I'll have my crew along. There are some weekends where I downsize my crew a couple dogs. I've gone to shows anywhere between having three dogs to having seven, eight dogs that I'm showing. It's just I know what shows I'm going to with my top dogs like Riley. I'd be like, all right, I need to go to these shows. And then if someone asks me to help work at those shows, I'm like, all right, I can take these as well and still be able to work for this person. But I don't have exactly one handler that I work for. I've worked for multiple people. I definitely have some of my favorites, but every handler I've worked for, I've learned something from and I've had a lot of fun with them. And I even connect with all of their dogs on the most part, too. So uh, it's not just me getting along with the handler. I also get to bond with the dogs and I get to learn new breeds. Absolutely. The best part. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Happy holidays from Trupanion. Medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trupanion is a proud sponsor of Pure Dog Talk and is trusted by over 500,000 owners and breeders, including me. Whether you prefer giving gifts or receiving them, Trupanion's breeder support program is perfect for you. With the program's Go Home Day offer, you can gift your puppy buyers a special offer of Trupanion policy coverage. And as a member, you can use Trupanion's professionally curated flyers and infographics in your puppy kits. Very cool. You'll also get access to a private Facebook group of quality breeder partners that receive valuable information first, share best practices, and show off their dogs. Getting started is easy. Just follow the link on my partner page at puredogtalk.com. I used to tell my kids that worked for me all the time to watch a particular handler. They could learn something from each handler they watch. So give me some, for examples, what is something you've learned from who? Oh God. I'll start with Danielle Goodland Rose. She's one of the first people that I've started helping. And she's one that I travel a lot with. She's kind of become like my dog show mom. Cause she's only an hour from my house. And I actually go and help groom at her kennel when I'm not busy but I've learned so much from her with the Riley how to use the clippers all sorts of grooming she has a lot of drop coated breeds so I learned how to take care of coat that way excellent yes yes who and else then Danielle Frankman 
She helped me learn the scissoring lines with Spaniels because she has a lot of English letters and she from her. Tabitha and Mark Bettis, they taught me a lot. They gave me little fine details because overall I had a decent presentation, but they were able to show me a few things that tip it just over the edge to doll it up a little bit and make him look great. Awesome. And then Monica Lamontage out of Colorado. Yep. She has taught me a lot there. She actually is the one that helped me at first when I got Riley learn how to strip the right way because she breeds Irish setters. Yep. So I learned a lot there as well. Excellent. Very, 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 very good. So what are your plans for the rest of this year? You're aging out of juniors. So how does that feel? Maybe you get to go to the garden and show in juniors? I did qualify for there. However, I don't think I'm going to be able to go this year with them requiring the vaccine. With my personal beliefs, I won't be getting the vaccine. So I don't think I'll be able to go this year. Okay. I definitely plan on going to Orlando, Florida, though, this year and showing down there for juniors. Okay. Excellent. And it requires that you maintain a certain grade point average. So on top of being like a super competitive volleyball person and a super competitive dog person, you have to be keeping your grades up as well. Yes. Excellent. And then where do you think you're going to go to school? You said you're going to be able to take the dogs. So are you going to be able to go to school close to where you live? Right now, I'm still looking at a bunch of schools. I haven't quite applied anywhere yet. Right now, the school that I'm looking into the most is actually over in Appleton. So that's just over an hour from my house. Perfect. So I'll still be close enough to home that I can do that. And I'll probably take one of my dogs with me. Cool. And your family has been obviously very supportive in all this. They show as well. You have siblings that are involved in showing dogs? Yes, I have a younger brother and sister that I'm helping as well that show dogs with me. My mom still helps show, like if I go to a show and I'm working for someone and I have multiple dogs, I'll make sure I'm on my top dogs like Riley I'd be on. But my mom will help out with the other ones and make sure that they're groomed, they're ready. So that way I can keep doing my job and working for my handler while my dogs are still getting ready and my dogs can still be shown. And that way everyone gets in the ring. Excellent. Sounds like you've got a really good team moving. Yes, I do. I couldn't do it without the support I have from my family. That is always the case. I know I used to make my mom cry. I don't know. I was a terrible child. <laughs> <laughs> so your top three tips to junior handlers, owner handlers, anybody who wants to be successful with their dog, rescue dog or not? Oh, God. Top three tips. My biggest one, I guess, is probably finding what makes your dog click getting inside their head, learning what makes your dog special and get that connection with them so that they want to please you, that they'll work for you, that they'll help you succeed where you want to go. Always talk to people, learn more about your breed, learn about other breeds, get advice from other people with your breed, learn from them, and always take everything with a grain of salt because everyone's going to have a different opinion and you have to do what's right by your dog while still listening to their advice and thinking about, is this going to work for my dog or can I use this tip, but do it in a different way so it works better for my dog kind of a thing. And then just have fun with it and do your best. As long as you're having fun, you can't go wrong. Perfect. I think that's about right. (laughs) All right. Well, Michaela, you guys have a great trip home. I know you're on your way home from a St. Bernard specialty. Is that right? 
Yes, we were just in our St. Bernard specialty down in Milwaukee, and now I get to head home for our volleyball game tonight with uh, regionals. Well, that's what I say. I always have tremendous admiration for a lot of the young people involved in junior showmanship because they are so active and busy and good at so many things. So congratulations. Best of luck to you in your competition tonight. And we'll look for you to be around for a while here in our world. Sounds good. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Michaela. You have a great day. Thanks, you too. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you. To make sense out of everyday things. To add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box. To bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. One of my favorite events over the last year or so has been the virtual After Dark for patrons of the podcast. Anybody can join this amazing community of dog enthusiasts by visiting the website and clicking the Become a Patron link on the homepage. While you're there zooming around on the site, you can check out our shopping tab too. There's even a Pure Dog Talk swag link. Oh no. Share the love with all our cool gear. Check it all out at www.puredogtalk.com. Your support adds up to a huge voice for purebred dogs. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.